0: Hey, my name is Philip Craig. I'm the pastor here at Aria Church. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope this podcast empowers you, hope it fuels your faith, and hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. Losing weight, going to the gym, having the same intentions, doing the same thing, and not getting the results. And honestly, when I had that mindset, I was more excited about the idea than I I was about the reality and I didn't really want to uh, confine myself into some sort of system. I didn't want to have to like, sign up to PT or classes. Or, and the problem was it never worked. I didn't want to sign up to any kind of rhythm that would bound my freedom or anything like that, and the results didn't come. And it's funny, uh, some people would say, I think it was Einstein might have said this, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And some of us in here, we have done that year after year after year. Oh, this year, I'm going to run a group when it feels nice, when it feels right. This year, I'm going to get my relationship with God right. I'm going to be committed. I'm actually going to grow. But it never happened. This year, I'm going to get healthy. But it never worked. This year... I'm going to be a better husband or a better wife. I'm going to be a better friend, and it was all good hope and good intentions. And you got excited about it, even you felt feelings of that were fuzzy. (laughs) But here you are, 2022, and nothing has maybe changed. Has anyone done the same? (laughs) And so we don't want to fulfil the definition of insanity. We want to fulfil the definition of a sound mind. Amen. And so I want to read this scripture out and then we'll pray. And this is Jesus speaking, and he's talking about the most important commandment. He's telling us the main thing. Because so often in life, we can get caught up in all the details of uh, where we should be and where, where we should have been and how things should have worked out and how they didn't. And we get caught up in all these details. And Jesus is literally just saying, if you want to know what it is to be successful, I'm going to give you the clue. And here it is. He says, The most important one in Mark 12, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. What's this. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Would you pray with me? Let's pray. God, help us to, to first understand what you're telling us here, and then help us, God, to apply it. Help us to live a life that actually changes for the better, becomes more like you. And God, we would, we would bear fruit in our lives this year, and we would never be the same. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. amen. So today's message is called From the Top down. From the top down. From the top down. You see, often anything in our life that is happening or manifesting or or, or what what we're seeing right now is often coming from the top down. What what do you mean, Phil? I mean, whatever you're putting first, whatever you're prioritizing, whatever you're giving your attention to, then that's what you're multiplying and that's what ends up being what you see. As a man thinks, so is he. Meaning, what what you put first is what you become. What you value is what you often end up seeing. There's three things in our lives that we will have to be accountable for at the end of our lives. And this is what we see within this scripture. Scripture. It's how did we relate to God, how did we relate to ourselves, and how did we relate to others? Because the, the scriptures G- Jesus has given us here is basically saying you've got to love God at the top, then you've got to love others as you love yourself, so the second person you've got to love is yourself, how you're relating to, to you, and then the third person we're to love is other people. But I would argue what Jesus is saying here is that if you do not love God, you're probably going to struggle to love yourself properly. And then as a flow of that, you're not going to really love people effectively. It actually says in the Scriptures, um, if I can find it here, I can't find it. There we go. Whoever believes in me, as the Scriptures has said, rivers of living water will flow within them. There's a flow. There's a flow from the top down. See, some of you have maybe, maybe you've even got a new job, but you still feel insignificant. But you thought at one point if you could get the new job, everything would just be Okay. Maybe you've got more friends, but you still feel lonely. Maybe you have more followers, but you still feel unworthy. Maybe you have more money, but you're still not satisfied. If I could just get more, life would be sorted. Maybe you have now more security around you, but you still feel unsafe. See, sometimes what we have at the top isn't enough. Sometimes what we put in place in number one just, just can't do the job, can't fulfill the job description that, that you needed to fulfill. So, so what if some of those things what, that we're experiencing and feeling and, 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 and we experience emptiness, maybe what if it's to do with what's at the top? Maybe we have some things that were never supposed to, maybe supposed to be on level three that are on level one. Things that were supposed to be on level two that are on level one. Maybe some of those things, jobs and relationships and, and goals have become first place instead of second and third and fourth. And that's what's stealing our joy and that's what's stealing our peace. Can I get an amen? So I'm going to show you a little picture here on the screen of a fountain. One of those fountains people throw coins into. And... But if you, if you look what's happening to this fountain is the water actually is coming out the top. It starts at the top. And then as the top overflows, it goes to the next level. And as that level Two flows, it flows into the third level. You see, God has designed our lives to overflow. The problem is if we do not get the top right, (laughs) then number two is affected, and number three, so so if if, if someone something else has taken God's place, possessions, money, toxic relationships have become an idol in our in our life, and what happens is the relationships around us are affected too. Our life in church is affected too. Our life in our devotion is affected too, because God had, just God cannot be anything but number one. God can't affect your life. Oh, oh, there we go. God God cannot affect your life the way He intended to affect it from the second position, or the third position, or the fourth position. God can only impact your life and become the living water that lives inside of you when He is at the top, when He is the source. Can I get an amen? See, some of us have maybe caught a virus in our operating system, and when you catch a virus, it's usually windows, you know, if you've got a Mac, you're probably protected, because that's God's way, obviously. But when you, get a, when you get a virus in a Microsoft operating system, it's a nightmare. May as well chuck the computer out. That's why in the church there's no Microsoft computers. So you don't like viruses. And it, 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 it complicates, it, it resists operation, it causes. Barriers, it, it intox it's it, it's toxic. There's no f- healthy flow. It causes us to isolate. And that's what can happen in our life when when we don't have clarity at the top. We when, when we try to put something in God's place that just can't fulfil the job description. It just doesn't have the life source. And so God has designed us to have God, self, and then people. God at the top, then then to love ourselves. And then as we love ourselves, then we can love others as we love ourselves. So God actually intended us to love ourselves well. Have you ever heard that comment, hurt people? Hurt people. What are we saying? We're saying that the top place. God is not there. We're saying at the top place, they've got their hurt elevated. They've got their issues elevated. They've got their resentment elevated. And because that's elevated, then it flows down to the next level. And then we meet people to self and I'm hurt and I can't believe this. And then we're just mad. And then we want, we're trying to fulfill our needs. Our resentment, we want to way out and we try to use people to get that. Or we either take anger conjures up and we take that out on people why because what's at the top I I was actually reading the scriptures this week as I was doing my daily bread (laughs) hint hint and it actually called me out it was talking about how before you come to the altar if you have any offense or, or somebody has wronged you before you come into prayer into devotion with God you should deal with that I'm like, whoa, that's a bit, bit strict. You know, I'd like to leave it a few months and kind of dwell on it and think about it. And, but Jesus was like, no, straight away, before you come to prayer, go sort it out now. Don't think about it, don't dwell on it. Don't allow the virus to spread and cause more dysfunction. That's the Word of God. God is smarter than me, God is the life source, He's at the top. Of The latter, he created the system. But how often do I and do, do we? Oh, no, no, I, I think I'll delay it a wee bit, I'll wait till I feel good about it, or we can actually just do the, the word of God. We actually just obey it and, and have freedom and have health. Can I get an amen? The Bible, the Bible's thank you, thank you. the Bible says a cord of three strands is not quickly broken I was nearly tempted to get some of the girls up the guys couldn't do this to come up and do a wee plait a wee plait anyone want to do that right now? show us how to do a plait hairdressers any hairdressers in the third row there? just you know I've seen it before but I haven't really paid much attention but I know it ends up with a three it looks like a three cord strand am I right? is there three? yes there's three just emphasizes the point. And so what they seem to do is they just weave, weave, weave. So weave one, weave two, weave three. And they keep going. And obviously a plait is more for, I think, style, is it? Is that what it's for? It's more for style. It's not really for tugging on. So don't go doing that. But Nathan, give us that little uh, cable underneath the chair there, please. Thank you, sir. So I don't know, we hooked upstairs and found this cable. Now, I know Ian can help me out with this, but I think you actually brought this in from work, yeah? This is for hanging stuff on the roof, like lights and ceilings and different things. And if you look closely enough, it's metal. You, you would have thought metal was strong enough, but they obviously the designer thought it was going to help strengthen it by weaving like a plait this wire, this wire cord. Why? So it can hold weight, bring stability, bring strength. See, God has intended us as people to have all of those three cords intertwined through personal devotion. See, personal devotion is the one thing that affects all three areas of our life. It affects our relationship with our Creator, our relationship with ourselves, and our relationship with others. And those three were supposed to be weaved together. That's why we have church. That's a part of the weave. It's a community of believers, a community of faith to champion each other, to to prophesy and speak life over each other to help us to keep doing what we're doing, to protect us, to uphold us. When we feel weak, well, hey, I've got another weave. There's someone else around me like a hug. Arm around the shoulders, keep going. You're doing good. We're praying for you. I'm not alone. God's designed it to be a weave. So turn to your neighbor and say, Let's weave. Let's weave. Let's weave. You see, when you worship, you weave. When you pray, you weave. When you read the scriptures, You're weaving, you're weaving strength, you're weaving unity with a life source that is everlasting. You're weaving your mind into a place of freedom. You're weaving, you're weaving your heart into wholeness. You weave. And so, the next twenty-one days, your assignment is to weave is to give God your personal devotion, is to give God a chance, a space to be first, to give God a chance to release the water, the living water that's coming up through your fountain and, and, and making its home in your heart. Can you get an amen? And so the way we do this is to personal devotion. Personal devotion, it's it's not a fancy word, it's a simple word you maybe haven't heard of this if you haven't been in church before. But but essentially, devotion is a word that means just to set apart time, or, or it means to dedicate, to consecrate, marked, to mark your heart, to mark your memory, to write something down, like tattoo it on your soul. You know, that, 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 word, that word meditate. The Bible tells us to meditate day and night. It's, it's talking to regurgitate, to, to keep going over, to rehearse. How many times do we rehearse negative situations in our life? Or, or what is worry? It's rehearsal for the worst possible outcome. That's not fun. And so, so God has called us to devote our time, our energy, our strength. And he's saying, listen, if you do this, the fountain will flow on every level. But no wonder some of us are feeling tired. No wonder some of us are full of anxiety and worry. No wonder you're struggling. If you're not giving God a chance to flow consistently, not just a one-off hope for the best. It's interesting, as we look to the children of Israel in in the Old Testament, that they were given this manna, bread-type substance, um, they would wake up in the morning and this manna would be there provided by, for by, by God. But, but the interesting thing about the manna is it would only last one day. It was old then. It, it was not usable after one day. It was just there for, for now. And I'm hoping as I speak this word is for now. But this isn't enough for you. God hasn't designed you just to get a feed at church and that's it. God has designed, listen, this is, my dream is that if this church didn't even exist, you would still be a follower of Christ. If we shut down tomorrow, where would you be? Just relying on a Sunday? Well, we're not very strong then, we're vulnerable. You haven't really found the life source if that's where you're at. We have to become self-feeders. You can have a worship event in your living room. I promise you, just shut the curtains, turn the music up, and close your eyes. And so we have to become self-feeders if you truly want to experience what we're talking about. It doesn't happen by just attending church once a week. Those things help. You should definitely do that. That's that's to spur you on. That's a part of a a, a chord, a three-strong chord being around God's people, but it's not enough. The Bible says He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Not just seek Him, but diligently, constantly. Bible says 4 and 8, come. God comes near, sorry, come near to God and He will come near to you. Ephesians 6 and 12 says this, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of do- this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. It's not just what you see, fi- or the external. So often we're trying to fight this external fight about what we see with our eyes, and what's happening out there, and what's on the news. But the true fight for your soul is in your heart, in your mind, and in your soul. So I love this. Watch this. So so there's a a situation here with, uh, some of you might know this in the Old Testament, Saul was an anointed king at one point, God's chosen one. He was in line with God's life source. God was at the top of the fountain, just overflowing into levels one and two and three. But then it came a time where Saul put something else on top, whether some sort of pride, some sort of... It could be in control. He thought he, he could do it himself, but he lost God's favor. He lost God's power. God no longer was his life source, and so because of that, God seen this, and he anointed another king, David. And so this is what they said in 2 Samuel. It says, For the, for the shield of the mighty was despised. The shield of Saul no longer rubbed with oil. So if you're reading that in your devotions, you're like, I'm lost. Like, what is this about? But if you go in to understand what the context of that was, what was happening in that scenario was these shields that, that, that they would have had weren't made of like metal or wood. They were covered with leather. And, and what would happen when they weren't oiled, they would, it would start to crack. The leather would start to crack start to break apart, and it would lose its ability to protect. It would lose its strength. It would, it would lose its, its purpose because it was no longer useful. And so what they were saying about Saul was because he, he stopped oiling his shield, in, in other words, stopped following the voice of the Holy Spirit, stopped communing with God, stopped devoting his time and putting God first at the top he lost his strength. He lost his godly wisdom. He lost his godly shield of protection against the enemy. Because his enemy, what's this, his enemy wasn't really physical on the outside. His enemy was internal on the inside. The warfare was internal for his soul. And, and as he walked with God, he had favor, he had victory. He was an overcomer. But, but as he st- stopped... Communion with God, the oil was no longer available for His shield, and because of it, He led the people down a road which led to destruction and to the end of His journey. And the same applies for us, as we have personal devotion with God. What it does is it produces oil for our shield. Some of you, you feel weak, you need oil. For your shield, some of you feel confused. You need oil for your shield. Some of you feel uh, lost. You need oil. You need devotion. God is available. He's overflowing. He's always available. His resources on ending, but he just needs you to give him a space. See what the bread book is? It's a shield. The Bible is a shield. It's just a space. And God fills it. Seen all throughout the week, people sharing on social media of God filling the space, communicating with our soul, with our mind, with our emotions, and, and correcting some things and encouraging us in some ways. And that's amazing because it's a shield. Turn to your neighbor and say, Oil your shield. Oil your shield. Funny, actually, this week I was doing a bit of stitching, as you do. My my football boots, you know, there's no bargains online. I was like, I'm not buying any until I find the right bargain. My wee Nikes, they've been about for years, hadn't used them in a few years, but there's a little hole in the toe. Trying to, you know, my comeback is on. Just going to try UFC, but I think I'll stick to football. Flexibility's just not there. And I noticed there's a hole in my boot, and I'm, I'm trying to, put, you know, just play to keep fit and a bit of fun. But as so we, just the toe, the big toe, just taking too many hits. And, and so I was like, right, Anna, where's the sewing kit? And so when I got the sewing kit, this hole just kept getting bigger every time I played, and so I had to get the sewing kit and weave in and out and bring the two sides of the boot together. And it couldn't just be glue because the glue isn't stretchy enough. It would just break. And so... Uh, I just started to weave in and out and pull it all together. And I actually got through a session of football with my big toe. And instead of it being, being me not being able to operate or not able to train or not able to keep fit, which refreshes my soul, I was able to participate. And that's exactly what weaving does. It prepares God to, an opportunity to refresh your soul. You come out fitter. You come out healthier, with a clearer mind, the amount of times I've went into prayer, just disheartened and annoyed, and came out the opposite, and sometimes I don't give it the credit it deserves. And so I want to give us three, three things to remember before we leave today. We're about to end. That's your key, though three things to remember the first one is this be consistent it says those who diligently seek him that's when God shows up a one-off gym session just doesn't work you can't go to a whip in Dungannon and do a one-off session they're diligent Tegan is diligent never seen her like this before I mean, with workouts, you're diligent on the drums, but with workouts, squatting, all kinds of crazy, what do you call those pull-ups? Kip, kip. What are they? Kipping. Yeah? There you go. Kipping. Up, down, up, down, up, down. Diligent. Then results come. Then life comes. Strength comes. Protection comes. But it's consistent. Let's say this about the Bible. It's better to read a little a day rather than just go in and and try and read five chapters and just read it. With no power, with no real time to, to meditate. It's just read. Like a homework. It's better just to do a few a few verses. Number two, read prayerfully. The Bible says, I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. Psalm 119 and 15. Rehearse it. See what God says. Start to dream about what God might be saying to you and what that looks like. I was actually praying, me and Anna, we put a few videos up in in our R8 group and we were doing devos together and to be quite honest, I was feeling a bit flat. I just... No power in this. I don't feel like I'm connecting with God's heart. Because we'd done it before and it was way better. And, but we were just trying to do it. And maybe you felt like that before as well. You're just reading it, you're like, this is dead. There's nothing in this. You just, and what I realized is I was just reading. I didn't feel really... Maybe because I was in front of Anna. Sometimes you get a bit weird, don't you? Like when other people are in the room, you can't really be... If you've ever been in that situation... Well, hopefully if you're married... And, and you know me and Anna were snuggling together and, and, and some strangers came into the room. We'd be like, oh, oh sit up straight. Hi, hi. You would like all of a sudden just sit up straight and you wouldn't be as relaxed and as cozy. And I, I felt there was maybe a little bit like that because I was, in, I was trying to be intimate with God. And when someone else is in the room, it gets a bit... And it's interesting, in Matthew, I think it was seven this week, he speaks about going into private when you pray. He speaks about even when you give, go into private, make it just about your relationship with God. And I think that's really important when we meditate is to go find a place that you can actually just be, it's a safe place where you can be honest with God, be in a walk, find the garage, the car, wherever it is, just where you can share the affections of your heart with God. And so we, we, we changed it up and the one thing I actually love to do when I go into personal devotion is to worship I, I honestly feel that worship prepares my heart it, 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 I, I, can, I can sing and praise God and, and give him glory and, and it actually opens up that intimate part of my soul to the point where I start to, to sense God speaking just in the worship and then when I go to my Bible through that filter it's completely different I'm not just reading, I'm meditating. Because my my spirit is alive now. I'm sensing, my my spiritual eyes are seeing things on the page that I I didn't see before just with my mind. It's just the beauty about the spirit that lives in us. It, It goes beyond our mind. You can't always understand what the spirit is saying. Like for instance, I've had people give me words of encouragement And there's no way they could have known some of that stuff. And they didn't understand it themselves. They just passed it on. Why? Because the spirit, it's deeper. It goes beyond our understanding. And that's the beauty about when we connect to God's spirit. He guides us beyond our understanding. We don't have to lean on trying to work it out in our mind, which is what destroys us, which burdens us. That's where the worry comes. We're trying to work it out in our mind. The Garden of Eden was never supposed to be a place. What's this? Where, where did sin enter the world? When they tried to eat from the tree of what? Knowledge. The tree of knowledge where they were trying to work it all out with their mind. We're never, we were never supposed to live that way. Trying to, the mind is there for a reason, but it's not to work everything out. Some things we just will never understand this side of eternity. And lastly, read expectantly. You see, when, when you start your time of devotion with some sort of worship, some sort of prayer, and, and your spirit inside of you is activated, you can expect God to give you manna for that day, to give you a now, rem a word for that day. Every day. God might put someone on your heart and you just have to obey and, and you don't have to understand. But as we get into this place of reading consistently, prayerfully and expectantly, you can, you can be sure that God is going to, to bring life. You can be sure that God's going to give you dreams that spark you up again. You can be sure that God's going to comfort your wounds. You can be sure that you're going to experience wholeness that you maybe haven't experienced in a long time. And so I just want to go over this real practically. Uh, if, if you haven't been through this before. So there's two kind of methods that we use. And this is the acronym. Where is it? So, so it says here in this journal, it says the first one is the acronym is bread. B stands for just be still. Just be still. I was actually, let me just go into my, my, my actual Devo's. Let's share some stuff. Do you want to hear some stuff from my Devo? PG though, PG stuff. There's a few, a few 18s, a few, few 18 pluses in here. And... There's Matthew 2, I just got the title, Dreams. This is super, super relevant. That was my title. And when I was still, I just felt like God was speaking to me about slowing down. And then as I read the scripture and encountered it, E stands for encounter. Um, I started to read the scripture and it was talking about how God gave dreams um, with, I think it was Joseph and Mary, that, that, hey, leave this place because Herod is going to kill you. And so he, he gave them, a, he spoke to them through a dream. And I started to just sense what God, God what He said to me through that. And I sense God was saying, that's what happens when you stop because when you dream you're lying flat on the floor most of the time unless you can sleep standing up, anyone I find that interesting that God could speak something so powerfully that would protect strengthen and, and show the way while they were still how often we trying to work our way into God's good books we're trying to move quick trying to work harder God hopefully you'll, you'll, you'll bless me and, and God's sitting here in a moment and speaking through a dream David was prepared in a cave still he didn't work for his anointing he was prepared in, the, in Moses was prepared in the field he wasn't trying to climb the ladder he was looking after sheep See, it seemed meaningless and boring and still still Still, Jesus is saying, meditate on my word. Be still. Stop for a second. Sabbath means stop. Be still. Personal devotion cannot happen until you're still. Until you still your heart. Until you still your mind. Stop letting our minds lead us. We allow the Spirit to breathe and to live, and to guide. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I hope it encouraged you. There's a few things I'd love you to do. I'd love you to subscribe to our YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify account. This is so you can keep up with our most recent material and messages. If this ministry has impacted your life, and you'd love to help us reach others, you can do that right now by going to ariachurch.org and giving now. Cannot wait to see you next week on the Ariad Church Podcast.